This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Magpies Unrestricted. Hello ladies and gents and welcome to Magpies Unrestricted, where we'll be talking all things Newcastle United. I'm your host Chris Simpson and joining me as always is Cara Thistlepoint. Hello. And we're joining you yet again, <laughs> listeners, after another another week, another game without a win for the Magpies. That's now seven games this season. Yeah, well I mean, to, on the positive side, it has ended the five consecutive draws between Wolves and Newcastle. Yes, predictably, that came to an end. <laughs> With a Newcastle defeat. <laughs> we don't ever end these runs with a Newcastle win, do we? It's I just... mean, here's hoping. <laughs> to be fair, it was quite an entertaining match. I think more from a neutral standpoint, purely because Newcastle were kind of open at the back. I mean, there were good goals. All of them were good goals. And both sides missed one that should have been a goal. So there was a great shot that we'll get to later from Wolves that just hit the crossbar and San Maximan missed one. I know both runs of play then led to other things for each team, which is a bonus, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, I thought, I thought, you know, if you're completely neutral, it was it was a good game. Yeah, I, I think if, if I were neutral, I imagine most of Newcastle's games this season have been quite entertaining unfortunately as a Newcastle fan that's usually because a lot of goals are scored and a lot of them against us um (laughs) because yeah I mean we've talked about it time and again and I think yeah again Newcastle just showing that we just can't really defend very well I think for both goals from from Juan Kichan both I have to say very well taken from the Wolves the Wolves striker but where where were the defenders? Where was the discipline in the back line? Yeah, it wasn't even that. There was the second goal from um, Huang Hee Chan. He just no, was it the first? I'm trying to think now. Think no, it, was it was the first. first. It was first the goal. first. They were, he just ran straight through the middle of two defenders who were literally about three feet away from each other, and not one of them followed him. Not one of them tracked. They were so close to each other. You would have thought one would have dropped back and pulled away to get in between him and the goal. They just continue to run at him rather than getting in the way of the ball and the goal, which just seems such a basic error. Um, when uh, there was the crossbar shot, I think it was um, Longstaff. Clearly, the left-back had gone up to in some form of attack. Obviously, couldn't watch it live because Newcastle's just never live on telly anymore. Um <laughs> But so some form of mid-excitement must have happened to have the left back up there. Um, and then he was sprinting back. However, the ball was being rapidly counter-attacked all the way back down to the Newcastle goal. And Longstaff was just jogging when there was clearly an overlap. He needed to be in there. I know he's not a defender, but you cover your team. And again, another basic error. It, it was just frustrating at how little needed to be done in that moment just a basic oh look check where the player is check where I am in relation to the goal or again with long staff check where my defenders are oh they're not there that means I'm the next man 
and I need to, I'm the closest one there. And we've seen it time and again with other teams who who have their midfielders and sometimes even their strikers coming back behind the ball to help out the defence. And it's not an unusual thing. Yeah, there, there was a lack of urgency there, wasn't there? It completely is, as you said, completely un- 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 unwarranted. It's not like this is Man City. <laughs> you can um, expect sometimes a little bit of a laziness from those larger teams um, because they've got that confidence and knowledge that they can just snap something up or the confidence in their goalkeeper. And I'm not saying that Newcastle's goalkeeper is great because he's not exactly been helped out by, um, sorry, is bad because he's not exactly been helped out by his defenders. But it wasn't the most convincing display I've seen of Darlow. Yeah, and I mean, just to put it in perspective as well, Wolves, I mean, obviously, yes, they had picked up a couple of wins in their last few games before they played us, but just on the numbers, they'd only scored three goals in their first six games. And then they scored two. Against us. Um, Again, both very well taken, it has to be said, but we, we certainly didn't make it difficult enough for Wanky Chan in those moments. No, and again, they were good goals, but he wasn't really under vast amounts of pressure. No. Uh, he was calm and collected, don't get me wrong, and, and very, very well-placed shots. Um, but, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, Newcastle's goal was excellent. Even if even if the goalkeeper had been in position, I reckon that would have been a goal no matter what. Yeah, it was a it was a great strike actually from from Jeff Hendrick, as you said. Not what got I it, expected. Got it, <laughs> got it got it right in the corner. I think it went in off the post, as you said. There was no stopping. Even it. if the keeper wasn't scrambling to get back, I think he. I don't think he makes that anyway. Yeah. Um. So that that was that was nice and gave us a a fleeting bit of hope over half time, uh, and then of course then <laughs> he Chan got his second goal. Uh, so, so yeah, yet to win in seven games despite playing teams in the 18th, 17th, 16th and 14th in the league. Now that does sound really bad. I know it's early. But it's, but not, it's not great, is it? Yeah, it's big. Okay, I'm trying to find it. <laughs> um, I don't think all teams have started picking up playing. So I, I don't think that Norwich are necessarily going to stay where they are. I don't think Newcastle will stay where they are in the table. But it's I getting... think Norwich might stay where they are. Yeah, I know, but it's, get, it's getting to the point now where it's it's more urgent to get a win for, for all the teams in that position because pretty much everyone in that second half has, has played badly. Yeah, I mean, we're only above Norwich now in the table. But again, the one thing that still gives me at least a smidge of comfort, and I have to say it is only a smidge at this point, is that Newcastle are one of four teams who were still waiting for a win. It was five last week, now four. But again, a couple of wins and you've you've moved up and away. So it's just getting that first win is 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 obviously proving difficult, not just for us, but it is it is a worry. And, you know, I think it shows just how desperate we are to get Callum Wilson back. I mean, don't get me wrong, Callum Wilson coming back isn't actually going to help all of our problems at the back. But just to put his absence uh, in perspective, since we signed him, we've only won two of the 17 Premier League games that he's uh, been absent for, which again just shows you how desperately reliant on him 
that we are. Yeah, and we've seen this dependency with other teams as well. When City didn't have a striker for a while, again, they have quality players everywhere. When Leicester were dependent on Bardi. And despite that, with multiple different examples of other teams, you still felt there was potential for goals from other players and eventually teams were picked up and you know, made, made use of their other positions. But Callum Wilson's been out for a long time this season and well, last season and potentially this season as well, continuing. And no one's really stepped up. There's no one been, well, OK, yeah, we are clear, still clearly missing Wilson, but such and such will fill in. We know San Maximum's great, but he can't do everything. And unfortunately, because he can't do anything, we can't rely on San Maximum to score all the time for Newcastle because, again, it's a one-man band at the moment. Yeah, exactly. As you said, he's doing his best and he has played very well, but he he can't do everything himself. And in fact, speaking of which, another worry is that Joe Willock, who was the man who did step up last season when Callum Wilson was out, obviously now we know he's not, unfortunately, had quite that same start this season. But he, of course, went off injured with a hip problem in the first half. Now, that did actually lead to Hendrick coming on and scoring. but Which is good to see someone who who doesn't normally play, because I genuinely cannot remember last time Hendrick even came on from the bench. Hendrick, of course, said Hendrick as if he was like, a really good music player. <laughs> um, but I mean, he's got the hair for it. He could be in a band, couldn't he? Yeah, okay, but I'm thinking more about actually something to do with your team here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it was nice to see that he came on and he actually had the confidence to shoot because that that's something that we complained about last season a lot. Um, members of Newcastle being just in- incapable of shooting <laughs> in the direction or kicking a ball in the direction of the goal, just passing it around aimlessly. And so, so that was nice to see, and I'm glad he did get his goal. We'll just see. I mean, where was that type of desire at any other point? Maybe it's because he's not played. Maybe there needs to be a massive shake-up. But then again, do you have the squad to be capable of doing that? No, and I don't think the, you even have... Yeah. I don't even think you've got the numbers. No, exactly. And, <laughs> and as I say, with Joe Willow coming... At least with the international break now, that gives him two weeks to hopefully be fit. We don't know the extent of his injury at the time of recording. He's going to have a scan during the international break. Fingers crossed it's nothing too serious and he's back comfortably uh, for when we play Tottenham after after the break. Um, and hopefully Callum Wilson is able to return as well. As I say, gives him another couple of weeks to get fit now. Because, as I say, we're, we're getting desperate now for points. We don't have a big squad. We can't afford to be without our top players like Wilson or Willock or, you know, if Sam Maxman gets injured again. We can't afford to be without them. So we just got to keep our fingers crossed on that front. And then just in terms of the other major bit of news really this week was that uh, we finally got confirmation that Newcastle's arbitration with the Premier League is going to be set for the 3rd of January. And it's also been said that it's likely to last little more than a week. It should be a fairly quick process once it actually starts. So that's good to get some clarity on that because it's a situation we've kind of been waiting on for a while. Um, Obviously, it's not something we've talked too much about on the show because... It's 
In depth. <laughs> honestly, until it's sort of resolved, uh, I mean, how much is there to say? But just... Go on, I don't really understand a lot of this. And from what I read of it, it just seems more and more cut and dry. But then I also know how much people in power and with money can we- wiggle and weave <laughs> around all these things. Yeah, well, so, so that arbitration essentially is going to centre on whether... Mohammed bin Salman and the other ruling members of the Saudi royal family, essentially, would they be subject to the Premier League's owners and directors test, you know, the sort of fit and proper persons test, which somehow Mike Ashley and a bunch of other terrible people have passed. But, you know, amid amid these accusations of human rights abuses and other accusations and allegations relating to Saudi Arabia and their royal family and their government, because effectively... Why would they not? Effectively, they would be the owners. You exactly. See. So why would they not be subject to that? Well, as I say, we'll find out what's going to happen. Some legal action in the arbitration. Mumbo jumbo. It is pathetic. Of course, you should. I don't care what. It should be true for everybody. Anyone who buys a majority share in a club should be. In fact, anybody who buys a significant share, and anyone that has like a group of three or four people who have say over the ruling of a club should be yeah i mean I don't let's, see why they wouldn't let, let, let's make this perfectly clear <laughs> if this saudi arabian takeover ever goes through whoever nominally is the owner of the club the saudis are going to be in charge because they've, they've got the money that's how it works unfortunately but, yeah but as i say that arbitration that is set for the 3rd of january so until then we're not going to know much more in the meantime, and the, the way that this information sort of came out, was that there is a sort of separate parallel legal dispute uh, going on between the club and the Premier League, uh, also known as a Competition Appeal Tribunal, or CAT for short. And um, so what, are you competitive? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, God. Uh, and we heard uh, this week from Newcastle's representative, Daniel Jowell, uh, he was arguing that uh, the Qatari media organisation Be In Sports, uh, and I'm going to be quoting him here, listeners, uh, he said that Be In Sports and, uh, quote, a number of major Premier League clubs joined in lobbying against the takeover deal, which was said to have improperly influenced the Premier League, leading to, and again I'm quoting here, an unfair application of rules and an abuse of its position, which distorted the competition. Okay, but weren't they lobbying against a takeover, and stop me if I'm wrong, because of the allegations against Saudi Arabia's royal family, their human rights abuses, and other issues in the government? So the reason why being sports are against this, they're basically, they are, if, you, if you're not aware, listeners, they're a major broadcaster of Premier League football overseas, and they've been embroiled for some time in a dispute with Saudi Arabia <laughs> over piracy because essentially Saudi Arabia had a, a state-funded company called Be Out Q, <laughs> which is quite funny, <laughs> uh, which basically pirated being sports broadcasts. But again, that's a perfectly valid reason. I mean, why? Why? Let, why? Let, first why of all, let, let's not say why? that plucky Qatari media organisation being sports are the good guys here. Because no. there aren't any good guys. Here. No, but yes. But I'm saying that surely that's another that's another thing to say they should be subject to the Premier League's owners and directors test to be accusations. Because you know, if that happened in the Premier League, 
uh, to, to BT or Sky Sports, damn right there'd be a kickoff about it. Yeah, damn right. Uh, <laughs> because do you know what? Because I'm jealous. Because I want free football all the time. I don't want to pay three different companies for it. It's a joke. Give it to me free. Put it back on the BBC. I'll even put up with Savage. <laughs> I'll do it. I'm cheap. <laughs> I suppose there's always the mute button, isn't there? <laughs> we'll just put the radio on for their commentary and sync it. <laughs> I mean, as for the other, uh, the, sort, the sort of so-called major or top Premier League clubs that are alleged to have also lobbied against a takeover, uh, again, as I say, these are just allegations at the moment, listeners. We don't know the truth of them. It has to be said. If that's true, I can only see that them being against it because essentially, sort of a bit like going back to this Europa, uh, European Super League idea, they just want their closed shop. They don't want another competition. They've already had, you know, the likes of Man United, Liverpool and Arsenal. They've already seen Chelsea. They've already seen Man City kind of taken from rags to riches almost. They obviously don't want to see that competition again. I mean, also, we all know that they've collectively uh, cracked the bed when Leicester won the title in 2016. Oh, yeah, and threw all the toys out of the pram. The last thing they want is potentially uh, another competing club for Champions League football who can throw millions and hundreds of millions around. Mm, but can I, can I just come back to just one point? Because it's just now I've looked at it and I actually realise it took me far longer than I should have. It's not just being, it's be in. The, the, the name of is be in sport. Yes. And then, so as in be the word and then in. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then wait. <laughs> yeah. Wait, no. <laughs> and then the other company was be out. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just fucking pull all that? Because <laughs> that is, that is, it's I mean, that's not, <laughs> they just got done dirty there. I mean, that's amazing. I'm actually, do you know what? If it wasn't Saudi Arabian and Qatari, I'd be really rooting for both of them. But they're both, they're both atrocious countries with the human rights abuses. But that, I mean, that's made my day. <laughs> be in and be out. <laughs> It's like Marco Polo. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so that, that's the major Newcastle news this week. Um, we will preview Newcastle against Tottenham next week because it's an international break and we will have nothing else to talk about. So we'll <laughs> There's no Newcastle playing. There's no Newcastle uh, players playing anywhere. Well, not for England anyway. I mean, if, there's, if anything interesting happens in any of, their, if any of the unless, Newcastle players' games... Let's be honest, it's going to be an injury or something. Uh, otherwise, yeah, we'll just we'll do a roundup of any any latest news next week, and of course we'll head to that Newcastle Spurs game. <laughs> be in and be out. That's. <laughs> I mean, you're <laughs> not even bothering to try and hide it. I mean, that's just that that's just Audi level copyright, isn't it? You know, all their non-branded stuff, which is clearly <laughs> a brand. <laughs> be in and be out. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. That's me. I'm finished on the podcast. That's all I wanted. <laughs> In the meantime, listeners, if you could please give the podcast a like and subscribe and leave us a positive review, that'd be absolutely fantastic. 
until next time, this has been Magpies Unrestricted, and I've been your host, Chris Simpson. Thanks, Cara. <laughs> no problem. Thanks, be in and be out. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, listeners. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts.